your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to this Wednesday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the app and join me um, this week. I'm going to actually be doing something tomorrow night to get in on the action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. And it absolutely sucks that I'm going to be doing it tomorrow. It's actually the only night that I can. Uh, Saturday, I won't be able to. Um, I'm actually going down to Richmond um, to DC. Uh, just some of my family, and then I'm also uh, meeting my girlfriend's dad for the first time. So I'm not going to be able to do something for that game. And, of course, you know the team doesn't uh, play again until Monday. But uh, I'm going to be doing a locker room uh, probably right after the Capitals game tomorrow. I think the draft will be um, – well, it'll be in basically full swing. So I'm going to have the draft on while I do it. Hopefully the Steelers don't pick while I do it. But, you know, if it does, you know, I'll try to make uh, something work with it. But we're back today with another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm just going to go over some practice stuff today, some lines. I'm going to also preview these two-game series against the Washington Capitals. And we're also going to touch on the new NHL TV deal with Turner Sports. And I'm probably going to dump a little bit on NBC. But um, let's get into it. So the Penguins did practice today. Evgeny Malkin was a full participant. It looked like that he was not going to be a full participant for a while just because he was wearing a white uh, practice jersey while everyone was wearing black or uh, gold. Um, but Sullivan did say after practice that there was limited contact. but So he was still a full contact participant in practice today. Um, there was no line rushes. He skated with the extras, so maybe he's held out for tomorrow. Uh, but I'm sure he's going to be at the morning skate tomorrow, so we'll see if they pencil in in uh, for some line rushes. But he did not take line rushes today, but he also did do a lot of work on the top power play unit and the second power play unit as well. Um, the lines overall, though, yes, everywhere Mark Jankowski will officially and yes, actually officially will be coming out of the lineup uh, tomorrow night against Washington. Um, Freddie Goudreau will be taking his spot. It looked like it was Gensel, Crosby, Rust. Uh, McCann, Carter, Kapanen. So notice the change there. Uh, McCann and Carter um, are, are still on the same line, but then Kapanen is on the second line. I think they're getting ready. Um, when Malkin comes back, they're probably going to slide Carter down and then go McCann, Malkin, Kapanen. And then I'm guessing they're just going to go, you know, Zucker, Carter, Rodriguez. And then when Tanev comes back, I think it's going to go... Um, Ashenry's Bluger with Tanev. Um, but for the third line right now, uh, it's, it's Zucker with Bluger and Aston Reese. And then the fourth line, Colton Seavery, who is not going to be in the lineup much longer with Freddie Goudreau and Evan Rodriguez. So um, the Penguins get ever so closer to being healthy. I'm still going to ride on the prediction that if Kenny Malkin will play tomorrow and the lines that I think you'll see, um, Gallon, Sol, Crosby, Rust, I think you'll see McCann, Malkin, Kapanen. And then I think you'll see um, Zucker with Bluger, and Aston Reese, and then I think you'll see, well, I don't know if you'll see Zucker, Bluger, Aston Reese. I think you'll see Zucker with Carter and Aston Reese, and then I think you'll see, in the way of the fourth line, you know, something with Freddie Goudreau, Teddy Bluger, and Evan Rodriguez. But that's just my opinion. The defense remained the same, and Tristan Jari was the first goal off. So, yes, he will be getting the start. You know, not, not much really any debate there. And that was basically it for Penguins practice. So, again, Freddie Goudreau definitely making his return tomorrow. And while it's still a bit uncertain with Gino, I still think he will be back tomorrow against the Capitals. Um, but if he is not, um, he 1,000% uh, will be back on Saturday because I think they practice on Friday. So maybe they want him to go through another full contact practice, but 
in my opinion, I still think he will be good to go for tomorrow night. Um, and not a moment too soon because um, they desperately need him back, especially after that game on Tuesday against Boston. You you could just tell that that was a game that they really needed Malk in there. I thought it was honestly the first game in a while that he's been out that you could just really feel the presence of him not being out there. But um, if he does come back tomorrow, the Penguins would finish 14-5-2 and and two without, you know, the fact that they would only have five regulation losses in 21 games. Um, is absolutely insane. You know, points in 16 of those 21 games. Like I said, that's just awesome. But, you know, let's just get to a little bit of a preview with the Capitals. So Washington will be without Alex Ovechkin. Apparently Peter LaViolette today um, said that he has not skated uh, since last Thursday when I believe he played. I think he had to leave the game um early so um he did not play on Saturday obviously against the Islanders did not play uh yesterday against the Islanders either um but it didn't even really matter just because the uh, Peng- uh Penguins excuse me uh the Capitals took all three games against the Islanders so I mean the Islanders are probably gonna be pretty pissed off I would think uh going back home to play the Rangers um the Rangers have a murderer's row of their last six games to somehow qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs which is probably not going to happen um I think the Islanders are going to be really upset but the Cowboys are also playing some really good hockey right now like I said do not expect to see um, Ovechkin in either of these two games like I said he has not even skated so um he's definitely not going to play the Penguins need to take advantage of that I said I would be okay with a split against the Bruins and I still would be okay with a split here against Washington and I say that because I, I kind of in a way don't really want Pittsburgh to get first place in the East Division I mainly just want them to get home ice just because of how well they've played at home 20 and 4 and 2 through 26 of their 28 games at PPG Paints Arena obviously they have two more against Buffalo in their final two games of the regular season but I mean I, I obviously still want home ice I just don't want to run, run the chance of getting the number one seed in the East Division but then playing Boston in the first round that's the team that I want to avoid the most. I talked about this on my podcast yesterday. I guess I'll get into a little bit right now. You know, I, I've seen a lot of, I, mean, I shouldn't say a lot of people, excuse me. I've seen some people on Penguins Twitter just be like, well, you know, they match up best with the Bruins. And, and I can't disagree with those people enough just because the Bruins have always given them those fits over the years. And that's also the team, um, one of the only teams in the division this year that the Penguins um, have a losing record against. Remember, 4-2 and two against Washington, 6-2 and two against the uh, Islanders, 6-2 and two against the Rangers, 6-2 and two basically against the Devils, 5-1 and one against the Sabres, and 3-5 and five basically against the Bruins. And then so far right now, they're 2-3-1 and three and one or 2-4 and four against Philadelphia. So they are, have only played two teams in this division not that well this year, one of them being the Bruins. So that's one reason I don't really want them to go against them in round one. Another one being, you know, Tuka Rask. Um, he really turned it on last night. He's an incredible goalie. I will always say that he is the best goalie um, in this division. So, um, and, you know, the Marshawn Bergeron Pasternak line, you, you can't be running the Sid line out them um, out against them every shift. I mean, they got caved in with 30%. Um, Corsi and, and shot attempts against last night. I mean, they, they just they got caved in, and that's not something you you can have in a seven game series because they the Marshawn Bergeron Pasternak line will probably win that matchup um, in at least uh, three of their wins. You know that that line will honestly carry them to three wins. So um, it, that's the team I really want to avoid. And then you can basically flip a coin um, with playing Washington and the Islanders. And Pittsburgh has played Washington well this year. They are four and two against some of the lines you'll see from Washington tomorrow. Um, old friend Daniel Sprong is on the top line with Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson. Sprong's actually had a nice year for Washington. Um, I, I was looking up his stats earlier today, and this is definitely not the same player that we once saw um, with the Penguins. This year he has 10 goals, 17 points in 36 games. And this is his, honestly, I think one of his second or third best seasons overall in the league. Remember, um, with the Ducks, he had 14 goals and 19 points and another season um, 
well, actually, no, that this is his second best season. I, the, the hockey reference uh, page threw me off a bit, but after he was traded from Pittsburgh uh, to Anaheim, 14 goals, 19 points, 47 games. Um, overall, in that season, had 23 points in 62 game, three games. This year, 17 points, like I said, in 36 games, 10 of those goals. Um, and all 10 of those goals have been even strength. So he's enjoying a nice season. He's been relegated up to the top line. So, you know, good for him. You know, I still like that trade for the Penguins overall with getting Pedersen back. Um, but it's still, still be nice to see him actually produce. Because Netsoff and Wilson on that top line. Um, Mantha, Backstrom, Oshie. So this is still a very lethal top six, even with Ovechkin not out there for both games. Their bottom six, though, it leaves a bit a, a bit to be desired. But, you know, Connor Sherry always scores against Pittsburgh. Lars Eller is still a nice defensive center. Michael Rothel is on their third line, who is not really that good. And then their fourth line, Haglund, Dowd, Hathaway. I love the Penguins' bottom six against Washington's. And that's one of the reasons why I like this matchup overall. For the Penguins, just because I think they're still deeper than Washington, even when the Capitals are fully healthy. Um, and Pittsburgh is also going to get fully healthier in the next couple of weeks um, as well. So um, they can still run, you know, Carter with um, Zucker on the third line. Then you can also run the Astronese Bluger Tandem line or Astronese Bluger Rodriguez or move Tandem up to the third line um, with Zucker and Carter. And I would take that bottom six over Washington's uh, any day of the week. Um, defensively, Justin Schultz is still out for Washington. Orlov Carlson at the top, Brendan Dillon, Trevor Van Reeves, like Zendane Ochara, Nick Jensen. It was pretty awesome to see Zendane Ochara absolutely just look at Matt Martin with um, just evil. It was a pure evil look um, from him as he was fighting him. But he's also enjoyed actually not a bad season. Um, but, you know, I still don't like Washington's defense as much as Pittsburgh's. Um, I like Pittsburgh's bottom pairing better, and I think the Pedersen-Marino pair as a second pairing is better than Brendan Dillon and Trevor Van Reeves, like, and Orlov Carlson. It's a good pairing, but like I said, I think I prefer Dumoulin and Latang overall. And for the goalies, I'm not really sure which one they'll start. Vanacek and Samsonov have both been uh, pretty decent for Washington this year. I'm not even really sure which one they're going to start in the playoffs. That's actually a pretty big question. And we obviously know that Tristan Jari is the guy for the Penguins when um, they very most likely clinch. I mean, it's that 99.97% chance that they'll get in um, unless the Penguins basically just lose out and the Rangers just win out every game. Which, again, like I said, is very unlikely to happen, but I'll still be curious to see which goalie the Capitals go with uh, tomorrow against Pittsburgh. And it's been a while since these two teams have played. I don't think we've seen Pittsburgh-Washington play um, since mid-February, mid-late February. So it's been about eight to ten weeks uh, since these last uh, two teams have gone at it. And, you know, like I said, Pittsburgh 4-2 and two against them thus far. I've had a lot of success against them earlier on in the season. I think in, uh, a, basically, I think in two of the games in Pittsburgh, uh, the Penguins took both to go 2-0 against them earlier in the season, which is the big reason why they are 4-2 and two against them. I think in the other two in D.C., they split those. And then the other two in Pittsburgh, uh, they split those as well. So, like I said, I'm expecting probably a split. In this series, I'm not sure it's going to be a sweep for either side, but this is still something that the Penguins should take advantage of. Alex Ovechkin will not be playing um, in these two games, I don't think, since he has not skated or practiced with the team um, since last Thursday when he played in that game. Um, and it looks like Evgeny Malkin is nearing his return. Um, like I said, I think it's going to be tomorrow night that you see him play. And overall, before I do get to this commercial break, I'm, I'm excited for these two games. You know, like I said, they haven't played in a while. And I think we are in a collision course for Penn's Caps round five, hopefully in the second round. What I really want to see, I guess, is in my head for full chaos, uh, Washington go up against Boston so both those fan bases can kill each other. And then the Penguins get the Islanders um, in a very tough matchup that will be very, very close. I think that series will definitely go seven. I think Washington-Boston 
would go seven as well. But if the Penguins play the Capitals in the first round, I wouldn't mind that either. Um, like I said, I would take Pittsburgh over Washington in that, but I think it's a lot closer than it was earlier in the season because when the Penguins were playing these guys earlier in the year, I thought this would be like a five-game series. But now with how Washington's playing, especially without Ovechkin, um, I think this would definitely be um, a seven-game series like it has been um, in years past. But that'll do it for this segment of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Um, coming up next, we're going to go into a bit, little bit of the TV deal and a couple other things. But before we do that, it's time to talk about uh, Bill Bar, 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, Camel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Carrot Cake, 12 Originals, Mint Brownie, Salted Caramel, Double Chocolate, and Orange. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. Um, you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. One of my favorite flavors, oh, as always, is still the Peanut Butter Brownie. Uh, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories. 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of net carbs. You can go to BillBarrow.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at BillBar.com. Um, also, we cannot forget about Locker Room. It's the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll have a chance to chat with me. It might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Penguins podcast throughout our Locker Room conversations. Be sure to join me this week. Tomorrow night on Thursday, I'll be hosting a room um, probably right after the game against Washington, right during the N- NFL draft as well. You can go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. And there also is good news. There is a beta out for all Android users. Download the app. Let me know how it is. Is it buggy? See if it works tomorrow night when I go live on the locker room app, be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Hunter Hodes to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Like I said, I'm planning to be live Thursday around 9, 9.30. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Penguins. See you there. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So yesterday was a big deal for the NHL. They secured their B package uh, TV deal for the United States, um, and it is Turner Sports. So in case anyone does not know who Turner Sports are that does not live in the United States, um, that is TBS and TNT. Most of the games will be on TNT. Um, some of the details of that deal, 72 regular season games will be on uh, TNT. Well, most of them will be on TNT. I think only a few of them will be on TBS. Uh, and then they also will get half of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I'm sure True TV will also have um, a few of those games as well. Um, whichever conference final that ESPN does not pick, they will have the other one. And then they will also get three Stanley Cup finals of the seven-year deal that they signed um, with the NHL. And this also includes uh, streaming services such as HBO Max, which I love that I have because my girlfriend has it, so I don't really have to pay for that, as well as Hulu. You know, I can watch um, those 50 out-of-market games or whatever, or 75 out-of-market games, I think, that ESPN will do with uh, their package with Hulu. I think that's going to be exclusively broadcast on there, and I can just watch them for free because I have Hulu, so I absolutely love that. But my overall thoughts on this, this is a great move for the NHL overall. Gone are the days now where NBC really doesn't give two shits about hockey. I've seen a lot of weird takes, I think, on hockey Twitter the last couple of days. Like, well, you know, the people that are mad at NBC, like, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't really know how good you had it. And it's like, I mean, imagine really simping for NBC's product of the NHL. I really don't understand. I'm trying to find a tweet here that I saw from Hockey Twitter yesterday that I responded to. Yeah, so here it is. Um, This person said that NBC always put together a quality production both on broadcast and cable. I'm sorry, that is just flat out not true. The broadcast was never good. I mean, did anyone really give a shit 
where their players played their junior hockey or peewee hockey when they were six years old or bantam hockey when they were 10 years old from Peter Maguire and stuff. No, no one really gave a damn about that. I saw last night, I think Ryan Lambert even tweeted out um, from Elite Prospects and stuff. When they were, when NBC was talking about the Norris, I think Patrick Sharp and a couple of other people were discussing it. The first stat they discussed was plus minus. It's like, that's the stat that you're going to when you're going to talk about the Norris freaking trophy when there's so many other good stats to use, like expected goals for and expected goals against and, you know, chances for, chances against and the shot attempts for per 60 and the shot attempts against per 60 and just the regular stats like, you know, points and assists and goals and et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, the zone entries against per 60 and the zone entries for, and it's like, why are you using plus minus? That is doing the bare fucking minimum when talking about a major award. And that is just, the, the product went so stale with NBC and I don't think Turner Sports or ESPN will do that. I actually think they'll hire people that know what they're talking about. Like, you know, AKA someone like Mike Johnson, who is underused on TSN. He should be ESPN or Turner Sports number one color commentator. He is that good. And Alex Foss as well. He does great stuff with the LA Kings. He needs to be hired by Turner Sports or ESPN to be one of their number one uh, color commentators. I think he also does. You know, he's outstanding with their stuff. You know, I was talking to Jake Baskin. Please go follow him on Twitter. He does great stuff with broadcasting and stuff. We're just spitballing some names. And, you know, NBC does have some talent that I would like for one of those two major uh, networks to bring over, like John Forslund, Brendan Burke should have a prominent role. Kenny Albert does a hell of a job. I'd like Patrick Sharp to come over, even though, like I said, the plus-minus thing was a little weird. Um, Anson Carter, hard pass. Keith Jones, don't really give a shit what he says. Uh, you know, already Mike Mulberry's been fired. Jeremy Roenick was weird, weird. But Pierre Maguire, please no. And it was just, you know, NBC was always treating NHL as like a second or third priority. I mean, remember, this was a network that would, you know, put the NHL on the golf channel. I mean, and that's just stupid. You know, three o'clock games would start at 325 or 330. And it's like, that is just stupid. That's not how you treat the NHL as you're the number one rights holder in the United States of America. It really didn't make any sense to me. And I understand that NBC was great for the league at the start. Um, but like I said, it's just been really stale, I think, since 2012. And I, and I am happy that they're out of the picture. I 100% am. It's time for a fresh start. And, you know, with ESPN and stuff getting into the fold, you know, they're going to put these highlights on SportsCenter. That is one of the biggest shows, if not the biggest show that ESPN has. Hell, first take, again, you're going to have Stephen A. Smith talking about hockey. I mean, I can't wait to see. I was on the radio today with Wesley Euler on ESPN Pittsburgh. You know, can't wait to hear what Stephen A. Smith says about Tom Wilson's first bad hit when ESPN has the A package rights. I mean, inject that those comments into my veins. And for Turner Sports, bring in an inside the NHL show. You know, Jeff Salker, I think, who's the CEO of Turner Sports, Sports on Tuesday at the media press conference, excuse me, said, you know, yeah, we do want to model um, after the in- Inside the NBA show. And, you know, one person that got me thinking who I hated when the Penguins played against him when he was with the Rangers was Sean Avery. I understand he's a total douchebag, um, but he's hilarious. And that would drive ratings up through the roof. And like I said, he's funny. He knows the game. And it would be funny to have a show that has him featured on there. I'm sure you could get other people on there to have good personalities. Brett Hull. I mean, maybe he would be a bit too drunk to do something with inside the NHL, but he knows the game and he's one of the best players to ever do it. I mean, that would be awesome. Or you can maybe put him on ESPN. So, I mean, that would just grow the game even 
Kevin Moore. And yes, put Charles Barkley on an Inside the NHL show as well. He is a huge hockey fan. Remember when he was at the 2017 Stanley Cup Final uh, watching the Predators against the Penguins. He was a huge Predators fan. And he's been open about the Stanley Cup playoffs being um, one of the best sporting events of the year. So giving him the freedom to talk about hockey would be awesome. It grows the game. And with this deal especially, like I said, this really is going to grow the game. And I can't commend Gary Bettman enough. I've always shat on him um, for obvious reasons. He's been pretty shitty um, for a lot of his times as commissioner with a bunch of stuff, but he knocked both of these TV deals out of the park, and this is really going to grow the game of hockey in the next seven years. Remember also, everyone, that Turner Sports owns Bleacher Report, which is one of the biggest websites for sports news, sports lurps. Remember the team stream app, the Bleacher Report app um, that gives you the push notifications and they, they're going to do highlights on there. That will also grow the game a lot as well. So this is great for the league overall. I'm really excited to see not just who TNT and TBS hire to do their uh, color commentary and the play-by-play and the inside the NHL show, but who ESPN hires um, as well for that. But like I said, great news for the league and I'm really happy to see that NBC is finally out of it because you know the, the league just needs a fresh start and they need to start having themselves be a top four uh, major sport in this country that they say they are. But all right, that is that. On that, we still have one more segment to go for the Locked On Penguins podcast today. But first, it's time to talk about BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on, and the Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Ground begins this weekend. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your best chance to get into the game as the team is prepped for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's been online. Your online sportsbook experts with a promo code locked on. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. I did have a question um, from the Locked On Penguins Twitter account as it pertained to the TV deal. I forgot to get to it in the last segment, but I am going to get to it um, now. If I can just find this tweet here um, from before the game real quickly. I know this is probably um, bad radio. This is from uh, Danny2KD. Um, he asks, is there any chance on your next episode when you bring up the um, NHL stuff, you can try and find what's happening for people outside the U.S. since I'm in England, unless I've missed something already. Um, yeah, obviously, Danny, this, it is going to be a bit different with you, especially because NBC is no longer going to be in the fold and you know, ESPN and TNT and TBS obviously have the rights. Um, I, I don't think you guys have TNT and TBS out in England. I might be mistaken. I have, I have to double check on that. As it pertains for you all out there, I, I think it's going to be like a main sh- uh, streaming stuff. You know, I, I know you told me you, you guys do not have HBO Max out there. I was actually surprised to hear that. Um, but I think with the ESPN deal, I don't know if you all have Hulu out there, but I think if you do, um, subscribe to that where you can watch the Penguins games on there. Um, I, I think you'll be able to also watch the games on ESPN+. Plus. Um, I think you should be able to have access to that out there. Um, I can do a little more research for you on that to make sure, but I think you should be able to have that to watch the Penguins games. I know the NHL network is basically almost going to be disbanded with this uh, new TV deal. I mean, they may do stuff with it, but I mean, it's, it's probably not going to be um, a whole lot. But I think that's probably your way to go if you can get an ESPN Plus subscription 
in England. Like I said, that's probably your best bet um, because you'll get all the Penguins games on a weekly basis. And as for the playoffs, you might have to stream them, but I think ESPN Plus will also carry them through that, if I'm not mistaken. But a site that I do use that I've talked about on this uh, podcast before, um, Surge Sports. I don't know if you have that out there in England. Um, I have it here, you know, in the United States. It's an online streaming website. It does football, basketball, hockey, soccer, whatever. Um, I know the stream, it's probably about 30 seconds behind, um, but the streams are very high quality. They're really, really good. The picture's great. And that's how that's how I've been watching most of the Penguins games this year, actually, because, you know, I'm obviously not in Pittsburgh. I live in Northern Virginia in the States. So um, a few options there for you. So to repeat, um, Surge Sports, if you can access that, if you can get an ESPN Plus subscription, I would do that. And if you potentially have Hulu um, to access the 75 plus out of market games, that will be exclusive to ESPN. Um, that will not be on cable. Um, I would also get that as well. Um, I'm going to do some more digging for you, though, in case you guys do not have any of those services out there to try to see what's going to happen for fans um, outside the country because I totally understand that's going to be a lot different moving forward with the TV deals and such. And as for other stuff surrounding the Penguins, there honestly is not that much news to talk about. I guess around the league, some more uh, teams clinched the playoff spots last night. Tampa Bay is in to defend their title. Florida and Carolina have also clinched. I mean, that's going to be a bloodbath in the Central Division with those three teams. Um, The race for the fourth team, um, mainly between Nashville and Dallas, I'm curious to see who's going to get in there. Um, The three big teams in the West have clinched. Um, Of course, that is Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota. Um, The the race there with Arizona and St. Louis for that fourth seed, though I think St. Louis is going to grab that. And then, you know, some East teams can clinch tomorrow. The Penguins still have that clinching scenario tomorrow night, everyone. Um, A win against the Capitals in any fashion and a Rangers loss in regulation gets the Penguins into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, but overall, down the stretch, in these last six games and the magic number, it can be a couple of things. If the Rangers lose two games in regulation uh, during their last six games, um, the Penguins will get in. If the Penguins win uh, two games down the stretch here um, in any fashion, they will also get in. Or like I said, they can just do it tomorrow. If they win and the Rangers lose in regulation to the Islanders, um, Pittsburgh will officially clinch their spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think Washington, Washington is the same way. I think if they win tomorrow um, and the Rangers lose, I think they are also... Um, in as well. So both Pittsburgh and Washington will likely be clinching their playoff spots um, this weekend, if not, you know, Monday, Tuesday of next week. So I think that'll do it for this episode of the Walking on Penguins podcast. It just wasn't a lot to talk about other than, you know, the practice and the preview for the Washington game and then the NHL TV deal. But tomorrow I'll have an episode after the game against the Capitals as well as a locker room. And then for Friday, I'll have another episode on there, maybe talking a little bit more about the game and such and maybe previewing the game on Saturday as well as maybe looking ahead to the Flyers and the Sabres games. And maybe we'll see if Brandon Tanev um, is nearing his return as well. But thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Really hope you enjoyed it. And I'll talk to you all uh, Thursday evening after the Penguins game against Washington.